Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Table for Two on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hello, everyone, and we are back. How are you all doing? I love my Friday mornings when I get to, like, get together, ZK, schmoozing. Today's actually recording this is a little bit earlier on in the week. But uh, to get to catch up with ZK, to uh, know that we're, like, virtually together Friday mornings with my amazing guests here, and I'm just so happy always to come in and be part of Table for Two and the Nachum Siegel Network. Um, for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food, all the time. Yeah, I can hear <laughs> You can all say it, right? <laughs> okay. Um, I've got my notes. Even though I know this by heart, I still read from it because there's always something I leave, I leave off. I love food. I love shopping. I love cooking, eating, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called The Aussie Gourmet. I wrote two books. Perfect flavors and perfect for Pesach. I do chop competitions. I travel all over the country looking to source great ingredients and great restaurants and seeing all the food culture around the world. So I hope you'll tune in every week and share my exciting uh, show with my amazing guests. So uh, you can email me, Naomi at If you ever have something you want to share with me, um, I'm coming to Chicago next week. So if you guys could... Let me know where I should eat, what I should eat, what I should eat at what restaurant. That would be great. I'd really appreciate it. Um, if anything you has opened up, let me know because I love Chicago. Um, and I hope in May it's going to be nice. <laughs> um, so we are looking forward to that. Um, okay, we have, we have a lineup today like no other. Last week's lineup was pretty good too, don't get me wrong. But today we have a full show, a full hour, lots of fun. We have... In the house, Jacqueline Elbaz is going to be joining us, stuffed from uh, Instagram fame. Uh, we have Shifra and Shlomi Klein from Flashix Magazine who sold out their Pesach edition, blew it out of the water. Everyone all over the world wants their magazine. And, of course, Beth Warren, who is sitting right next to me, good friend, a frequent guest of the Nachum Siegel Network. Whenever I ask her to come in to do a show, she's like, I'm all over that. <laughs> I yeah, love, I always give it in. I love, I love Working with you, oh, and working hanging with out. You. This is how we initially met, which is so funny because we've done so much together. I know. How many years ago was that? Uh, well, it was the first book, "Living Real Life with Real Food." So it's around 2014. 2014. Mm-hmm. Four years. Four years ago. That makes sense. Oh wow! I know it's a long five. time. Time flies. Wow. Yes. Um, they're going. It's five years. Do your math, Naomi and Beth. Is it? Oh, I don't know. No, I didn't, I didn't even try to do yeah, that math. Yeah. But cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I think did Trina introduce us? Yes, initially. Trina, yes. and she's also my art school publicist, and um, for so many. Well, other, that, yeah, that's why she knew the two book, of us. She knows the book, the the kosher. Foodie. I was going to say, especially the kosher world. She the knows. She knows everybody. Yeah. So you've done not one book. You've. You had, now you're having coming up to your first anniversary of Secrets of a Kosher yes, Girl. Yes, so Secrets of a Kosher Girl came out last June, and it's been such a different experience with yes. the whole social media craze. You I must have, to have say. sold so many of those because you yeah, are all God, over the it place. really did really well um, with different communities. Uh, so that was fun bringing the kosher idea to people who are not Jewish because a lot of the book is about mindfulness and other aspects that I learned from keeping kosher. So it's not only for kosher people, even though it's called Secrets of a Kosher Girl. Um, but then in our world, because there's just over 50 recipes, it got a lot of uh, publicity about that because there's a lot of yummy food in there too, even if you don't want to follow the diet. Right, right. I have to say the photography makes it look so appealing. Yeah. So uh, Renee Mueller was a stylist. She was unbelievable. She got my vision exactly. I really wanted to be very, you know... Whole Foods oriented, me and nature, like frolicking in a field of like New Jersey. <laughs> Can I Frolic- cut in here one second? Uh, yeah. Shlomi Klein from Flashix Magazine, join you, us. You piqued my interest. Oh, yes. Are there Syrian recipes in there? Some of them. Yeah, but yeah. Somehow we recently got turned on to Syrian cuisine. Well, you're filled with a room right now, a lot of Syrians. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, definitely the flavor profile because I use a lot of that spice and seasoning, which for people could be very different. Like, what I call cumin or cumin is in most recipes, and a lot of people aren't used to that. Uh, um, we also call it cumin in South Africa. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. And my flavor profile is very lemon-oriented versus heavily sweet and mayoed. So for a lot of people, that's new. But since you have a good 21 days on this plan, you will acclimate to that flavor. <laughs> um, so that's that's also really fun. So definitely the flavoring is, is very 
very prominent. If you want me to acclimate to it, you have to have it in there by like day three or four because otherwise we're I done. I know, it's so hard. I just showed some of the pictures up on the screen to our uh, viewers who are watching on the YouTube channel um, because I wanted them to see the picture of you frolicking. <laughs> oh, frolicking. <laughs> and the beautiful foods that you and Shami were just talking about. Um, let's talk about this 21-day uh, diet. It mm-hmm. is now two weeks Past Pesach. Past Pesach. I don't know what. I don't want to say the wrong night of Sphira because I can't even do math, yet alone right. keep track <laughs> of the Sphira I said last night. Um, what's the plan? Talk to me about the plan and how. It's actually a really nice time to bring up something like this 21-day plan after Pesach because everyone's always looking for that refresh and reset, which is exactly why I made that book. This was really to meet the demands of clients who came to me and said, I need something to like get me started, to boost me. I want to really focus on something. I want you to tell me exactly what to do. Because usually if you follow me on Instagram at Beth underscore Warren, um, you see that I'm really not about telling you exactly what to do. I want you to find your own way with eating because I think that's how weight loss or health or anything is able to be maintained but I do understand and respect the need that some people need that guideline of exactly tell me just tell me exactly what to do and that's exactly what this book is um, which was a nice opportunity for me because if people don't have financial means or access to a dietitian they can just take this book and follow something completely from A to Z with the information they need to know education wise with the step-by-step plan of um, all the foods to have in a day, including snacks, with recipe ideas on top of it, because then I tell you how to make the recipes, and then also uh, guidelines on physical activity. And, of course, what became very well-known in my Instagram is my daily motivations, um, my daily quotes that I put my kosher Jewish twist on um, about just keeping people in the right mindset, which is how I bring the mindset aspect into the book. So... We all know, quote unquote, how to eat. We just don't do it. And that mindfulness is one thing I brought throughout the book of of understanding that mindset is really like 80% of it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, they say exercise and, and, and food, like 70% um, food and the rest is exercise. But you got to stick the mind in there because if you don't have the right mindset and if you're not... Um, you know, looking at it from that standpoint of, of fixing that mindset, then it's not going to last because you could tell anybody what to do. But if you're not thinking the right way, then it's no, not it's happen. true. I feel like I call it the zone. You've got to be in the zone. Yeah. And if you're not in that mental zone of dieting, you can't do it. Yeah. I kind of like on my Pesach program, I leave the one zone mm-hmm. out the hotel door. Right. When I walk into my Pesach program, I have another one. Yeah. And then I have to pick it up. The other but one. But that's that I okay. Door, and that's you know, like, yeah. And that's what you're asking after Pesach. It's kind of like leave that all behind you. You know, you had fun on your trip. You indulged. You had a holiday. It's over. You can't go back. And just you know, think of the good things that happened and move forward. Because you know, thank God our lives are our lives. Like our whole lives ahead of us. You don't have to focus on one week of your life. Like was not. What's going to make or break your entire life that you have going forward? So just right. put it for where it was, you know, and you indulge and you had fun and whatever. And now, okay, now you're going to focus on it if that's what you want to do. And you just move forward from there. Like the worst thing is to look back in a negative way, you know, right, to, to right. think, oh, I was just, that was hopeless. It was a disaster. It was a mess. It'll be like, okay, you know, now what? And so just take it from here and be, you could change. That's what's incredible. Once you're in the zone, is there something that can help us stay focused on the zone? Yeah, that's where the motivations come from. I I find it so hard. Like, I was really Mm -hmm. good all week. And then, like, I go to the farmer's market last week. I was really good for a few days. And then, like, you know, the the kosher croissants stand there. Yeah. So, So I, you know, I said, I but I I didn't eat breakfast properly because I was in a hurry to get on the train. And then, like, I just, like, I was hungry and it was kosher and it was there and it was delicious. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's comes from the place of understanding of all the different aspects that I incorporate in the plan that have to be checked off. You know, you got to have like activity involved. You got to have your mind involved. You got to have actual food literally prepped, shopped in your refrigerator, you know, ready to grab when you have to run out. Like there's so many facets that have to kind of be involved that help you stay focused. And that sounds like a lot more work, but it also is what helps keep it a focus. So when it comes to your mindset, um, that's what I was saying. You always have to go back to your motivation. And I find that only a number on a scale is not enough to keep someone in it long term. First of all, it's very pressuring. It's not always a reflection on how well you did at all. You know, you could have just something salty one day and your scale's up and it didn't mean you didn't choose the, to have the salad. It just means the dressing was salty. Right. So I, I think their motivations have to come from other places than just a number. Um, 
And you just remind yourself of that every day, which is why each day you wake up and say this mantra or this quote or and I started with my Instagram and people are always asking, like, where do you even come up with your quotes? I'm like, because I don't know, it's kind of even my mood. You know, right, like right, I, I need right, to hear that. Right. So I put it up and it just refocuses you every day. Every day you have eight million things pulling at you. And if you don't <sighs> literally least. wake up and say, okay, well, today I'm going to do this because I want to, you know, have more energy. And then you kind of go about it because of the energy. Then the next day you're like, okay, today I'm going to do this because, you know, I want to I want to feel more fit. Like, you know, that firm feeling. So I'm going to make sure to get that workout in. And then, like, every day it could be right. a new motivation. You know, as we get older, everything is more and more challenging. you got to drink more water. you got to yeah. do your exercise. you got to eat less food. Like. I mean, it's the like, good thing it's, is, it's, though, it's it's consistent. I mean, right. all that stuff's been around. We're just not doing it. Eat a right. lot of vegetables, but nobody's... <laughs> there's these people and clients who come to me that literally don't eat vegetables and, like, I eat... So I'm like that. I, I, no, wait. I, I eat tons of vegetables. I don't drink water. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so bad. I try now. If I drink two cups of water a day, it's a miracle. It's one of those things. I could honestly say because I was you and, and it wasn't until I like intentionally, like, I don't want to say forced it, but literally forced it and always had it on me that now I literally like, I'm thirsty because I'm talking about it with you. Like I, uh-huh. I literally. Because we ate pickles. Yeah, exactly. We ate we the pickles. pickles. You'll hear about the pickles. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it does eventually, it takes time, become something where you literally will come to the evening and say. I'm so thirsty. I didn't drink today. And that's why they say thirst is not always the most accurate form of assessing whether or not you need to drink water. Um, It's kind of like what people think it should be. It's because you're not trained, just like with eating and like, oh, I'm not hungry all day. It's not that you're not hungry. It's just that your priorities are masking, you know, your attention to your feelings of hunger. So that's why this plan, it trains you to eat throughout the day, just so you, after 21 days, gauge what hunger and fullness really mean. And then you can honestly assess that. So, yes, you ultimately want to drink when you're thirsty. But if you're used to never drinking, your body's used to that. So right. you have to just start. I know. To start, know. you have to pee a lot. It's just one of those <laughs> things. Um, but it is supposed to level off and does. I don't know. Yeah, just wherever talk. I go, I'm like, wait, I got to use the bathroom before we go. I mean, you just become second nature. It's right, a little gross. Right. But it is also why you're doing it. Right, right, right. Okay. So it's, it's food for thought, everyone. You know, if you are interested um, we're going to be doing a giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't do not win, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can still Just buy it. <laughs> um, you can buy the book on Amazon or my website or Barnes and Noble, any bookstore. You can also ask for it. They could easily order it. Um, but on Amazon, Secrets of a Kosher Girl is really cheap right now. It's like twelve dollars. Amazing. I mean, no, like you don't even know. It's not just because I wrote it. <laughs> There's a hundred million things in here worth way more than $12. So I would grab it and get another one as a gift and another one just to keep in your cabinet. And, you know, because you want need one in your bag, you need one in your kitchen. There you go. Yeah, it has all the stuff. What's your favorite recipe? People ask me that and I hate that question. It's so funny you said that because the, what just popped into my mind is the one I make most frequently, which has to be the Zatar Branzino. Really? I make it's, it every week on Wednesday. It's a recipe. Yeah, there's a lot of fish recipes in here. First of all, because I love it. Yeah, I love Second fish. of all, because I feel like people don't know how to make it, and it's really easy. And I feel like people it's missing from fish. a lot of people's diets, and they eat chicken every night, and because they don't know how to make it, or they don't even know anything but salmon exists. So I give a lot of um, there's a lot of every recipe because it's literally an entire balanced meal. But yeah. there's a lot of fun stuff in there. There's even treats. I call them clean treats. Yeah, I like the that. biscotti recipe is the most popular. Um, I made it for Pesach. That's initially how I came up with the recipe for it. Um, and that's always a big popular one that people make not on, like I said, not on the plan. These are recipes I make weekly right, a lot right, of Right, right, right. I mean, these are great recipes. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through it now. And like, really easy. That's the, the, the great recipes. You know, you should always try to, you know, eat clean whenever you can. Yeah. And then you need the, the, the cheats. We need a yeah. good. We need a good slice of cheesecake in the morning. That's right. a daily treat. And that's what I said on my Instagram. You'll be able to recognize those moments when you really want it more when you eat healthy, right? Normally, because right. then you're like, okay, that croissant at the Union Square Market. I'm taking a bite of that because you're right. like. Yum. She had a bite, I had the whole thing, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, you only gave me a bite. Probably if you offered the whole croissant, I would have eaten Beth, it. Beth and I were there together, if you yeah. didn't know. Um, okay, cool. So um, what it would be a, a snack that you could re- recommend? Because so many people are nauseous. Yes. Right? Like, I'm actually not so hungry in the morning, so I don't eat mm-hmm. much breakfast. I'll have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or both. Right. And then I don't eat till lunchtime. But a lot of people like to eat in between. Mm-hmm. What would be like a quick go-to snack? Oh, a quick one. Well, I want to say one that involves a little bit of prep, but it's fun and a very underestimated food group. It's the legume family. That's chickpeas, lentils, 
um, kidney beans, all that. So there's a there's a roasted chickpea recipe in there. So even though you might have to make that in advance, Ooh. you could easily use that as a snack, which is on the plan, and you could throw it in a salad as croutons, which is in the plan. And <laughs> so like a little that. bit of prep goes a long way with that um, as something grab and go. But easily nuts are always like my go-to when it comes yeah. to that. And I in the book I describe pairing things. So. I like to have almonds with the fruit or apple with peanut butter or celery with peanut butter. People look at me like I'm crazy sometimes. No, no you have to because celery has a little bit of that salty, like Right, but I crunchy. don't like raw celery and I don't oh, like peanut really? butter. Or almond butter so, or cashew you know butter. What about cheese and apples? Yeah, but to me that sounded weird. Yeah, that's delicious. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Peanut butter and American cheese. <laughs> you could do Shifra, is cheese. that what you American snack on? on is but that what butter. Shifra snacks on? You said peanut butter and American cheese? Peanut butter and American cheese. You roll it up like a... Wow. Now, on a rice cake, on a cracker. You get a square so rice good. cake, peanut butter, and a square piece of cheese. Yes. I don't think I ever like didn't experience something, yeah, and I've never had that. Um, I was hesitant, and it is good. I uh, think that's what being married does, you know? Like you, you end up having each other's like snacks. Yeah, snacks that you never ever thought. This but, combo um, came about in camp when I was really hungry and there was nothing else to eat. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> I I would eat Vegemite rice crackers right. with cheese. Yeah, but, you always you know, talk about that Vegemite. Vegemite. Yeah, well well we're gonna we're gonna have a Vegemite show soon. Just Oh cool. Yeah, just just stay just tuned. Just because you keep talking about it. Just because I keep tuned. Can we do Vegemite slash Marmite? Is it the same thing? And Ma no, have no, the no, Aussie version. English version. Engli- Marmite's English. Vegemite's oh. Aussie. Yeah, because the Aussies copied us. What? <laughs> well, we are from a colony, you know, once upon a time. All right, cool. All right, thank you, Beth. You're welcome. I'm so excited to have you on the show, and we look forward to following you on all your fun adventures uh, yeah. in the summer. Are you doing any traveling? No, actually, purposely not because we've been traveling every summer. So right. we're trying to like take it back easy. Take, go to the chill. Jersey Shore. It's a deal. And I'm coming. We, yeah, I'm coming. for sure. So we're going to chill this summer. My kids want to see their friends in camp. They, we had a little bit of a, a war in my house. So I said, fine, you don't want to travel? I'm not going to travel with you. So we're going to have fun. Okay. And have fun in the Jersey Shore. Okay, excellent. Lots mm-hmm. of great restaurants there too. Yeah, fun stuff open up even in the summer. So okay, cool. good. We look forward to seeing your adventures and joining us on the little food call through yeah, deal. Yeah, we'll do that uh, later on in the summer. All right, let's say hello to Jacqueline Elbaz. How's it going? Do you have a microphone there? We're going to just keep everyone in their seats. Okay, Jacqueline Elbaz. How was Pesach? See, Pesach. I'm such a, good, <laughs> such a good Syrian. How was your Pesach? Pesach was nice. Yeah, you recovered? We, yeah, kind of. Kind of. It takes like two good full two weeks. We're not full two weeks past. Pesach. You know what? It wasn't so bad because it was over Shabbat. It wasn't an extra meal, so that helped. Right. And right. we had nice weather during Cholmo Ed. So like, you know. And they had rice. And no, oh, wait. I don't eat rice on Pesach. Syrians don't no, eat rice. No. But you check rice. I I, I check rice. Okay. I bought from her. Her. Oh wait. Rice. Can we recap that whole thing? Just yes. talk about that rice. Okay. So, the old way. There used to be wheat in the rice. So minhag now is you check the rice three times for wheat or dirt. There's no there's no wheat in it. It's just like a, a process. A, a process. Minhag. Like we check eggs. Same way we don't eat garlic. Right, right. Right. So I don't eat rice because my father-in-law is Egyptian, but his father was Moroccan descent. So they don't eat rice, but they do eat kidney oat. Okay. And Beth, what do you do? It's funny because I married Moroccan, but since their customs are to have rice, they have rice, which I'm very thankful for. And I actually bought Jacqueline's checked rice because I wasn't sitting there checking it for three times. And I don't really know what I'm looking for anyway, to be honest with you. I checked 300 pounds of rice this yeah. year. Wow. Where, where, where does it three times come from? It's just, it's one of those minhagim. It's one of those minhagim. You don't know why we do it? No, I know why we do it. Like, I mean, like, brown we do, wheat because the meat, but, but I'm saying, like, why do we still do it? We do know. it to keep the traditions. Like, even at the seder, we do manish tan, we do misharatan, we take the. The bag with the matzah. We we do a whole. We say mishado tam and everything. My father-in-law doesn't do that. He takes the kara, goes around the table, says a pasuk. I don't know what over each person's head. It's a little yatzag. That's, yeah, that's Moroccan. Something. It's yeah. it's so. I love that the whole blended Sephardi. Yeah, the Sephardics even have different customs. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, there's Sephardi, there's Syrian, Egyptian, Lebanese. My husband's family was Romaniot. Right. Um, there's only two shuls in the world that right. are Romaniot Jews still alive. One is here on the Lower East Side and the other one is in Israel. And they had a great rich tradition and it's all been forgotten. What? Romaniot from um, Yanina in Greece. Yeah, like near Salonika? No. 
It's its only no. It's its its own little sect of whatever it is. Um, and people, it had a rich tradition, and a lot of it has been lost. Their Sefer Torah is um is a like a like a Sephardic one, standing up silver. Right. I should take you to the shul here. It's magnificent. It's right here. Um, okay, so so you don't eat you don't, don't eat rice, rice, but you do. Yes. Okay, and we but definitely I don't, eat beans. don't. Do you eat beans? Yes, we eat beans. Oh, that's weird. No, I'm yeah. saying that it's so yeah. I don't eat kidney beans or even corn, even though we're peas? allowed because do we eat peas? Yeah, you peas. Yeah, so it's funny. So you it have... doesn't make sense. This is hilarious. None of that makes sense. Nothing makes sense. Everything is just like. But it's because your family never did it, and we don't eat hummus because the word sounds like hamets. So go for it. Oh, no, we'll eat it. Okay. When I did my cookbook for Art Scroll, I have quinoa hummus. You have quinoa hummus, right? So they wouldn't let me do hummus plain. They put it in quotes because it's not really hummus. My kids are addicted. My, right. my kids are addicted to hummus. They're going to have it. It's fine. It took my mother-in-law years to accept that we can eat quinoa. This year, she's like, okay, you can make quinoa. I'm like, I've been eating quinoa for years. <laughs> right. Well, you also have rice, so why bother with no, quinoa? No, but I like my cauliflower rice. I'm good. Right, the cauliflower rice. Where, like, I, I can make cauliflower rice like 30 different ways at right. least. Right. Jacqueline is a specialist at, at she, besides being a personal chef, at making things healthy and, and just coming up with these really cool ideas. My my nephews, who my nephew was like eight years old, he didn't even realize he was eating a yebra, a grape leaf, with cauliflower rice and meat. He didn't even know. His mother's like, oh my God, he's eating it. He inhaled, there was cauliflower rice. I learned how to make yebra and say it from Beth. We have a video together of us on kosher.com. Yeah, that was actually a very special yebra. It wasn't normal. That was amazing. It was like a mint of, like, I don't want to say vegan one, but it, yeah. It was, it was vegetarian. Vegetarian. Right. So I make it like oh. that, too. I do it with vegetables and quinoa. I learned how to not say it from Jacqueline over here. Yebra? Yebra. Oh, no. No, oh you wait. You're, yebra. you're South yebra. African. <laughs> now you got it. Okay. So um, what else did you make for Pesach? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, now I need to think. It was so long. <laughs> I was, no, it was 10 days ago. Whatever. Yeah. So, but you're moving on. I'm moving on. What I'm are we doing now? Of Shavuot. Okay, so what's coming up? I'm trying so to cover the past of, and the future. A lot of dairy. Okay. okay. That's also, do we eat meat on Shavuot? It depends what family member I'm having over. Some oh, of them what? Is that meat. like a thing? Yeah, some no. of them only eat meat and some of them are okay with me making dairy. So, so I, growing, up, like growing up, we only ate dairy. We had one meat meal and the rest was dairy. Now, as we got older, the nights were meat and the days were dairy. Shlomi and Shifra, what do you guys do for... We do just first day. Dairy? We do a dairy meal. When? About, about customers actually to do like a dairy meal and then actually wash and have... Uh, oh, yeah, so that's what my brother would do. I think that's a very chassidish also to have oh, kiddish on cheesecake and then after you wash, you have flaches. Yeah, they, uh, that's what my brother and my father would say. Should be, I mean, that should be written on top of every flaches magazine. But that's true. That's true. That's a that's hashtag. True. That should be a hassle. Well, if I, when I serve my parents, and quite often when Friday night is late, like now, and my parents are coming for dinner because um, they're in town still from Pesach, and and um, they they do fish, soup, meat, dessert. When we start eating dinner at 8 o'clock at night, I'm not doing fish and meat. So I go straight to soup. They're like, where's the fish? You have to have basava dagim. I'm like, relax, Dad. We That's have, also very we have Maza. We have Maza and soup. My mother-in-law does Moroccan fish. Yeah, they do fish always. But we don't do fish. Right, but you'll be full if you have the fish so and the soup. I have and the challah and the Maza. I have Maza, soup, and then I bring all the food out. But uh, so late at night, we were trying to eat mindfully. Like, uh, and Shavuot's late. Shavuot's very, and it's six meals this year. You make it sound like Maza is nothing. Your Maza is like a whole freaking... Yeah. <laughs> it and it's heavy. No, what I'll do is it's like oh, I just yeah. do lachmajin and like Lachma something else. I don't fry. I don't fry. You don't have to do I don't fry. Yebra's not a uh, meza. Yebra's just a regular dish. Yeah. Uh yebra's like wait, yeah. yes, like stuffed cabbage. Yeah, it's no, no, I know what it is. You know what it is. It's not meza. There's different categories. There's, there's different you don't have to bring it all out. I don't like, fry. We don't fry in my house. I mean a rule. Why? Why? The kibbeh, we don't fry. I just I didn't grow up with fried. My mother made it once in a blue moon. But aside from my mother-in-law makes her mother's kebeh, which is amazing, that's the only thing that we fry. Everything, and I won't do it. She does it. Wow. I like fried food. <laughs> Even I, okay, well, I air fry. Oh, okay. Yeah, I still have to learn how to air fry. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of real frying. Just, you know, eat less, right? Mindfully. Mind. Yeah. No, I, I air fry my vegetables. No, she's very... Um, um, 
air fry. What did you air fry the the? She's amazing. The deli roll. Air fry the deli roll. Was it good? Oh my god, so, so good. One of my followers actually, I posted, I baked it. Like, I air fried it. I said, oh, I'm gonna try. It was so good, air fried. Jacqueline is the queen of air fry. You could fit like a lot that. in that air fryer. I know there's I have different a very sizes, big air fryer. but when I, I saw the two. small one, I was like, no, oh my God. If you had to rec- recommend machine. some a machine, an air fry machine, which one would you recommend? I like the Gourmia. Okay. Because it's very well priced, and I have it for three years already, and it has yet to die on me. Watch tomorrow. It's going to die on me. <laughs> but it's great. It's big, but it's not bulky. The, my air fryer and my crock pot are my two things that I use the most. And Nice. Did you know I make my mechi in the crock pot? Yeah, I was in inflation. Right, right. It's so good, and it takes the guesswork out. You don't have to. What mechi is stuffed vegetables, right? I have mechi onions in my freezer for a while. I have to make the sauce. I've had them a while. I know. Okay, but I learned how to do kibbe. I did kibbe. She did kibbe mushroom. But I, 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 yeah, but I bought the kibbe. And I just oh. added the mushrooms and the spices. Yeah, yum, delicious. It was so good. My kids picked up a lot of the mushrooms. And the, I was going to say, the mushrooms get to be so small, you got to add a lot. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they shrink, yeah, yeah. I do like three cartons at least of mushrooms. Okay, yeah, they didn't want me on that. <laughs> no, but I, but I air fry a lot of the vegetables I find in the farmer's market. Like, I'll find a random vegetable and I'll air fry it or I'll roast it. Like, you know, it's just, I like trying new things. And, and I'm game. My kids are game. Almost the- Your kids are adorable and they are big foodies. They're huge foodies. They, they love trying new things. My little one, my four-year-old, in my mother's house, we're not so sh- she can eat the rice. So she cried. I was making merchi, stuffed zucchini for a customer. That's her all-time favorite dish. She was crying, please, can I have it? I'm like, it's raw. I don't care. Please cook it for me. Four years old. Right. It's nice when they have it. But I love it. Your kids good eaters? Some of them. My oldest, she caught on a little too quickly to my whole health mindset. Ah. And she's a little bit like, what's in that mouth? So <laughs> she's a little tough. But the other ones, yeah. And my second daughter is, I, I she have to apply her to one of those shows. She's so good in the kitchen now. Okay, excellent. It. Oh, we'll get, her, we'll get her on sunny side up. I know. I knew, oh, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, we know that the Klein kids are, are excellent eaters. The boys are little budding cooks themselves. They've been on table for two, a couple. I think that was like three years ago you bought the boys. It was pre-Liba. It was pre-Liba. Yeah, yeah. You came in with the two they boys. They actually made the pickles. Really? Okay. So th- let's just say thank you to Jacqueline for joining us and sharing some insights and schmoozing with us and catching up with her and it's always fun having you on you guys got to follow her on instagram because she just brings so much fun to like 15 f's or something like that yeah four Four f's four only four. when i signed her book when i first met i write happy cooking and i wrote with four p's four four p that was the first time i met you that was the first time when i did a chop competition yeah um okay well thank you so much for joining us and continue as we chat our way through the hour uh, welcome, Klein, Shifran Shlomi, a, probably the most frequent guest on my show. I love having you guys on. They have great um, banter with me and they bring great food and they're great magazine and just we have a good time. So welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, same here. It's always fun to come. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about those pickles that's standing on the middle of the table. <laughs> if you guys can see, I'm, I maybe should take a video. This is like the epitome of Pesach and family tradition. You know, yeah. We, we, I mean, we grew up on these at home. We didn't use any products because that's a very much a chabad. chabad it's a chabad custom, no products. But even these pickles are controversial because my Why? father-in-law won't eat them. My family. Why? Why? What's because in it? Because they have peels. We peel <gasps> everything. But my father is Yerushalmi, and because Yerushalmi, they will use stuff that's not peeled if it's before Pesach. So because they were made before Pesach with peels, it's okay. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> I love the different minhagim. I, I can't believe we're still talking about Pesach. T- Two, 10 days, two weeks later. I have no problem with that. I already started a countdown for the next you Pesach. You of all people should be able to believe it. I mean, no, I perfect start- for Pesach is just for Pesach? No, yeah. it's for all year. And I started a countdown <laughs> uh-huh. on, on my drive home, coming back from Pesach. Did you guys have a good Pesach at least? We had a great Pesach. You're away, right? We had the best of both worlds. I mean, we worked pretty hard because of it, but we were home first days. We turned over for Pesach. We bought enough food to last us for... Eight days, like the miracle of Hanukkah. <laughs> and, uh, and then we just packed out. The first day Chalmah we packed out, we went to uh, Virginia. To Pesach in the Northeast. Yeah, to Bruce Backman's program. Okay, nice. It was very nice. Yeah, it was great. The kids it's, had a blast. It's great getting away. It was definitely great getting away. Non-stop food. 
Okay, Baruch which, Hashem. Um, it's a thing need, on all programs. I, I may need to go see Beth and uh, <laughs> 21 Days. I don't know. My, my, my bike is definitely coming out of the garage. <laughs> we, well, this, the, the sun is coming out of the clouds. Yeah, so yeah. so that there's will, no excuses. That will work together. You'll find some together. other excuse. But, <laughs> no, but really, it's, it, it's fascinating to see these programs because they, I mean, Bruce himself, I, think, I believe most of them, they, people are paying a lot of money and they just want to keep them happy. It's just seriously nonstop food all day. I guess Jewish people that are eating are happy people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it, come, it comes dinner and like they serve you. He's serving, he does plated dinners actually, which is different to some other programs. Okay. You know, a lot of them do stations and they do different Okay, options. so I, I've, most of the programs I've gone have done plated dinners. They do plated. Yeah. Okay. Both Ram and Gross and Shechter both did plated dinners. Maybe one night would be a station. Uh-huh. Well, he does the plated dinners and he does really hefty steaks or he did a, he did a two pound asabuco it was crazy oh but um who was the so caterer he does it it's all in house he has his own team wonderful yeah. but for but you know let's say you get your prime rib and some people ask for medium or medium rare and they get it medium because you just came from a barbecue and you just fressed you're like you know what i'll manage i'll be okay you don't hear people complaining it's really interesting it's like a science behind it wow okay great he's been doing it a long time right He has, yeah, yeah. Okay, very nice. And Shifra, you did cooking demos there. Yes, we were busy doing cooking demos. Huh. Um, what did What did you make? What did, what did we do? Oh, there was one downside to Shifra's demos. They were amazing, but people were upset they couldn't taste the food because all the demos were in the morning. Oh yeah. And she was doing flashic demos, yeah, obviously. Okay, so I was milchik. So yeah. I timed my demos um, after learning from my years at Ram. Yeah, I've got to do milchik in the morning and flashic in the evening as they go into dinner. Yes, lesson so, learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It was, it um, was hard. What did we do? I did how to cook the perfect steak. Oh, uh, we've done that here in the studio. Which, yeah, we've done. Um, had a sous vide. She so sous vide. She sous vide these huge Delmonico's. Yeah, Chuck Chuck I saw your brick roast. Your prep before. Brick, well, you not, like, no, I saw I was watching the process. Isn't it Delmonico a brick? Gourmet Glatt calls it a brick roast. That's what that Susie French, told me. It's a French roast. What Gourmet Glatt calls a brick roast is a French roast, right? No. But Actually, no. originally Delmonico is a cut, oh, here we I go. think. <laughs> Let's I think, go. No, no, no. I think it's a cut from the ribeye. Yes, originally. originally. There's a restaurant called Delmonico's in Manhattan. Right? Yeah. They've been around for like over 100 years or something. And it's their signature cut of meat that they made famous. Now, kosher butchers everywhere call Delmonico something different. Uh -huh, so because Delmonico, for, according to Susie, or Delmonico, according to Gourmet Glad, or Delmonico, according to Reserve Cut, will all be different. They'll all be so... I wish we could like... There's we're no we're referring to the Chuck Eye or the, or the California... What do they call it? California? The California? The Chuck Eye. Yeah. The Chuck Eye is an extension of the ribeye. Between the Chuck It's and the rib. It's exactly like along the rib on the cow. There's the rib, the rib roast, and then right next to it is the chuck, and that's why it looks very similar. It's just the location of the chuck is closer to the shoulder, so it's more worked and it's a little bit tougher. Uh -huh. So that's the real difference. But if you cook it right, it can really taste very similar to a rib roast. And that's why we buy Flashix magazine yes. and have Shifra on the show because because <laughs> she knows everything. She knows everything. Like, I'm telling you, this is why you buy Flashix magazine for that brain right there, Shifra yeah. Klein. She is wow. That was great. She Thank is. you. That was great. Um, I, was, yes, I got a lot of nachas like from that Thank information. You. Yeah, that was She's great. I learned to make my steak. I made steak over Cholomoyed, and I remember watching you do a demo. Or something. Yeah, you, yeah. You were just like, I was like, oh, I didn't know these things. Yeah, it and was, it's so simple to so make simple. a good steak. Yeah, it wasn't, it's not hard. I told people there's no recipe because the ingredients are oil, salt, and pepper. It's just there's like five simple steps. Right. You also did yeah. um, um Cast iron, you were doing burgers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I did that. Then on Yamtif, I did my favorite demo, which I called How to Glam Up Your Pantry Basics. Oh, so I, I, I people were laughing. They weren't exactly pantry basics. Well, they basics. weren't basics. That was the, was the only mistake basics? I made. No. They no, were like, pantry basics. it's stuff things that you, could, that you could have in your house for like a month. Uh -huh. And then Shabbos Day, when you can't even cook, you can make these really cool things. So we did um, tuna ceviche. That's up your alley, and that's you always had me something. at raw fish. Yeah. you can like so you Friday keep the tuna night. steaks in the freezer. Yeah. It's not. We did some really cool stuff with Connie. We made um, a lox board. Lox boards are gorgeous. Oh, we did a cheese yeah. board. Cheese board is well, a great Connie, option too. Connie, you made you did, two, you did either the salad yeah, or you, you did, did like in the ways. cups. Yeah, and then yeah, the lox board. I mean, and that's going to be actually in our Shavuos issue coming up. We're doing 
this article on South Beach Wine and Food Festival. Are you guys, yes. you went? I went. Oh, yeah. Chef Brad was they did so a Friday night dinner. Um, so they made a Friday night dinner because Chef Yost Schwartz of Hustle Hipster Miami He's really awesome. campaigned for them to do something kosher. Yeah. So it's because of him that they did. Yeah, yes. Um, and it's this really cool event that's hosted by Food Network and Food and Wine Magazine. And the chefs that cooked this year I- were um, Zach the Baker um, Dina. Dina Sussman, who made like amazing Hawaj braised short ribs um, at a French roast, by the oh. way. Um, and Which is, we don't even know what kind of meat. Enat. Enat Admoni, who's amazing. Um, she, her, made, no. she made um, she made t- chicken tagine. And then um, Amor Sion, a very famous fish um, chef from Israel. He was um, laughing about that. He was laughing because I was like asking Chef Yos, what are you making? And he's like, I'm making like this crab salad. And so Amos Sion was like, he took a step back because he does seafood and he was told he can only do kosher. kosher fish. And he was like, one second, you're making crab? Like, why can't I? It was so funny. So we had to explain to him it's imitation crab. Right. He had no clue. Which I think like, is Pollock, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's like cooked Pollock. That was very funny. So it was this really cool dinner. So we got the recipes from the chefs of what they served. And we wrote all about it. It's going to be in the magazine. So one of the things was this Connie salad that Chef Yost did. And the other, another big article that's going to be in the magazine is a dinner that Nomi was by. We that's finally right. got her to come. Yeah, it's not that I don't want to come. <laughs> it's just I've been away. She finally fit us into her busy schedule. No, no. Too last minute. I always have things <laughs> in very far events. That, that was amazing. I, yeah, that was really fun. I gave them a big shout out last week. Um, to the restaurant. No, I, I mean, the restaurant is great and we always have a good time, but the dinner was really interesting because we featured like people, people associate Italian food with pasta and pizza. They don't think of it as fleshic and also it could be much lighter than typical food. It was so, so that was the, that, isn't that the focus of the article? Yeah, that's, it's the light side of Italian food. Yeah, I thought it was I mean, delicious. That meatball is still... That th- meatball is Do you know amazing. how many people reached out to me? Do I have a recipe for that? That was like insane. Oh, that was the spaghetti. Hey, meatball, right? Can we? You wouldn't share it. I would love them to come on my show That's, and that, talk that, about that. That was unbelievable. That, that was, was unbelievable. amazing. They had a, there was a video that was done by Insider. Food? Insider did a video. Insider on Foods us. did a video on okay, it. Okay, it so went viral. What, so it was a big, giant, like meatloaf-looking thing, glaze, and then you cut into it, and then there was the spaghetti inside. So it was like reverse meatball and spaghetti. I spoke cool. about it last. It wasn't week. spaghetti and meatballs. It was meatball in spaghetti. Spaghetti in in. In meatball. Spaghetti bean yeah, meatball that was, was really brilliant. Cool. And I, I was, I, the, that tomato soup at the beginning was heaven. Oh, yeah, the one. we have that the recipe chilled. for that. And okay. that's perfect for Shavuos. Okay, perfect. Oh, that's chilled. the name oh, so of my yeah. next book, Perfect for Shavuos. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. I'm starting. I know, by the way, soon there's a rumor. Nomi's coming okay, out with yeah, the no, book. No, no, no more books. I'm done. I'm going to give them away for free on Instagram or in Flashix or on Facebook. Yeah, no more books. It takes a lot. My heart is like. Full and proud, I'm done. Okay, so our Schwurz issue isn't so perfect for Schwurz. I mean, it is perfect for most well, people. Well, because it's flashing. It's Do we go. have no, any cheese no in there? No milk. Nope. It's a baking issue. So there's a lot of baking. There's this lady, um, this lady blogger, Nomi, what's it like? TGIS or something oh, like that? Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I think I've heard of it. Tiggis. Tiggis. <laughs> Naomi Tiggis. Naomi Elberg. She's, so she's actually sharing. Yeah, by the way, I was just kidding. She's right here. Um, she's doing a bunch of babkas. Hello, Naomi. And they're they're filled babkas, and they're also we filled them. Some of them had power of cheese, but they work a thousand nice. percent right. with milk cheese. Right. Well, Naomi was very instrumental in in helping me get my babka board ready for my cookbook, mm-hmm. and she's she knows dough. She knows her. You want to know how well she knows it? Beth just mentioned. Do we have family in Montreal? Right? No, was it Beth or you? Naomi said it. you said it. So, so we sent your leftover babkas from the shoot. It must have been three days after the shoot. And they ate it in Montreal and they were going crazy about how good it was. But it was three <laughs> days later. <laughs> well, 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 her it's recipe. I her, know her recipe. But my, yeah. my, um, does the recipe have margarine in it or oil? What if it does? Well, it does. Are but you? then we have Beth talking about, which Beth actually oh, contributed yeah. an article. On. And she spe- talks about margarine. all our bases covered. Margarine. And when you're using margarine, which one to use? Okay, so I have so, two books, no margarine. This actually segued really books. nicely. Yeah, <laughs> it did. I don't even know By the way, in the back corner is Naomi Chijiaia. <laughs> Naomi Elberg is in the back corner. But um, Beth wrote a big thing on oils for me, which a lot of people reference for Pesach. Cool. Um, so now you're referencing that for Shavuos. 
Yes. So talk it to me about butter and margarine. Go for it. Um, well, I was saying that it's not so simple these days because there's different forms of margarine products out different there. What? There's different forms of margarine product products out there. Um, so I basically, you know, it it wasn't it wasn't like a judgy. No, yeah, no. it wasn't like Very a judge. It was just an informative, no, like just so you, you know. Um, Only I'm judgy with. But I really want you to read the article, <laughs> so I don't want to give away the article. But um, but yeah, it was basically just more like educational. Like if you're gonna choose to use it, here's the different, the various like words to look for on products and um, what's out there and. It's not just what we used to have of like just the, the block margarine. And like if you did use the block margarine, here's what to know about using the, the block margarine. Versus what about the coconut margarine they're coming out with? Come out with. Butterine. That's not coconut. Is it? Butterine. Coconut, coconut and soy. Coconut and soy. What, what, do we know anything about that yet? Uh, did anyone try to bake yeah, with it yet? And okay. Okay, Naomi, Naomi. Naomi's saying she did. I did. Uh, okay. It's very similar. There's also. Do we have, the, the, it's very similar. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I can't hear you. Do we, oh, it's similar in can terms we, of like um, coconut oil. Talking to the mic. Now that we know you're here. Hello. <laughs> it's magically here. Um, I'd say it's very similar in terms of um, butter. It's very, very cold when you take it out of the fridge. It right. It takes a while to get to room temperature, as you know. But when it melts, it melts very similarly to butter. Um I guess it depends. I was going to say, so yeah. Very similar to when you work with, again, with butter. Um, I just did butter vodkas yesterday. Is is it betterine, butterine? It does. Betterine. It's, it's, it's it available no now. Flavor. It's on the shelves. I think it's hitting next week. It's hitting next so week. So the no flavor is probably what makes it different than using coconut oil. You know, like that's why a lot of people don't like to use it. It doesn't come out exactly the same. There's quite a few of these of these products out there now. I know right. What else? There's what also else? the Wayfair, which Mahadran did a run now, and they made a... I mean, they put some super hashkocha on it. Yeah. But that is spreadable. That's not for baking. Not for baking? Not for baking. Okay. All right, so that's the thing so about hard. about yeah, choosing it is really like what you're going to end up baking. I think, right. I think, I think from what, I think what we're talking about is that's the ultimate question is like how is it going to come out in your product? Like not even only like a health perspective, which is what I stuck in a little bit in this article. But I understand the concept of like you're looking for it to come out a certain way and like can the products hold up that and i think that's what's so difficult about our culture is like the the stick margarine that we all pull out is is just such a unique it does something uniquely to the yeah. recipe which is in a dough. good way for the recipe for the recipe but, but not then too for, good for your health because we're overusing it i have not literally in baked in with stick margarine more yeah. than 10 years so, that's so what's why these, the best these, replacement no well, like i was saying that's what i was saying it depends, depends really on what, what you're making it's yeah. not an easy answer. But I, I wanted a, an oil in my babka recipe, and I worked Naomi Elberg very hard to eat, right? Yeah. We got that right. It was great. It was great. Like, I personally I, I, really don't – like, the type of baking I do, which is just fun stuff, like the biscotti, this, that, I really don't mind using coconut oil at yeah. all. It doesn't give me that much different of a taste to be like, oh, my God, that's coconut oil. No, but oil. it hardens. It's if you taste. put it in the fridge, it hardens. It hardens. You got you to get it at a good at consistency a good before you put it in, before you use it. You have to pay attention to the measurements of what the recipe says, if it's melted, not melted. Not melted like, yeah. it, it's definitely something to play with, but you get. I got very used to it. Otherwise, I use oil, okay. depending. Yeah. You're making the the babka that day, then you can totally sub the oil because it's going to taste fine. Yeah. Right. It's I, like to keep the the dough fresh and like soft and that perfect texture. That's where margarine comes in. But that's what we cover in the Shavuos issue. We do a lot of different baking items, and even actually, um, Chef Isaac Bernstein came into our kitchen and made two crazy doughs. He has no margarine in this one. Um, this overnight no need bread dough that mm. was insane, insane, and like literally yeah. took twenty seconds to make. Okay, he made focaccia with it. Well, he made the pizza. The, the no, then he made um, a yeast dough that he used to make his bao buns. And you had um, me bao buns. Yeah, I love so bao we buns. do bao buns, and we did bao buns and then Japanese buns, steamed, steamed buns. buns that he we stuffed with um, veal breast that was. Oh. Like slow, co it was insane, insane dish. So that's making it into the issue. But also he took the same dough and used it to make pretzel dogs, which was really brilliant. So we use the same dough in so many different ways. He was, he was it's all about the baking. Thing, the baking yeah. and the flay together. Yes. I love it. it so was very, yeah, that was very cool. Wow. 
I wish we had some samples to eat right now because it looks so <laughs> good. Um, we have pickles. We have pickles. We have pickles. We are enjoying our pickles. Okay. Um, what about the sticky buns? Oh, yeah. Those are crazy. Those are crazy. Um, just by the way, I can't. I wanted to bring them to the show. Oh, that's my weakness. I would have eaten I didn't all that. I'm a perfectionist, so if I'm going to serve someone something, it has to be in its perfect form. So I told Shani, you can't bring them. Kitchen. I, had, I had three of them last night. Because they're from two days ago. They're so, so drenched in, in, in caramel and stuff. Oh, my God. Like why preserved. Come on. Okay, I'll come over after the show when you drive oh, me I'll, I have to make a fresh batch. Okay, we, we I love <laughs> sticky buns. It's fun, like... I, I don't think sticky buns or cinnamon buns was a big deal in the kosher market 10, 12 years ago, right? I think it's more popular now. I mean, Bobka's always been popular, but it's got this big rejuvenation. Like, totally. Was, like food and wine. Had yeah, it. I think Bread's, yeah. bread's Bakery, La Chamim, um, Uri Chef's Bobka made a big deal. Also, who else? Um, Atalangi popularized Bobka also. Oh, really? He Yeah, his he cookbook did. had Bobka, and that's when like it started to be published. In, and then also became... People remember that Bobka's a Jewish food, and right. the Chef Isaac making the wait, food wait. The, you know, there's a the you know, there's yes. a uh, well. I did Bobka recently on on Home and Family Show in yeah. California, and they wanted me to reference when I was doing the prep beforehand that Seinfeld has a whole Bobka episode, and that was from the nineties. Really? Yeah, We're like twenty years, twenty years later. That's was about so the cool. Bobka. So Bobka's kind of been a mainstream in. In oh, the, I remember that pop cups. I'm like thinking. I'm like, yeah, because they were doing what the cinnamon versus the chocolate. chocolate. It was right, like all right. Yeah. So that was a great episode. That's so funny. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're we're still talking about Bobka from Europe all the way now, and has its you know yeah. shining times where it's like. But so Nomi did really again. amazing research and shares the difference between um in the magazine. There's going to be like this whole write up about the difference between Bobka and Kakush, where Bobka comes from, where Kakush comes from, and it's really interesting. Right, yeah, I like so, to know the difference. Yeah. Because yeah. I came on that Bobka crawl that we did with yes. you guys. Is that in there? No, that yes. was that, already. Was that, that you guys was that already for that? that? What? Yeah, was, some research. Uh, was that already? Did you post no. the no, magazine? That was it. It's coming out. It's coming out. Yeah. Okay. I will, if anyone makes those Bobkas, just make some extra of that chocolate filling because you just do the spoon after. Oh, yeah. With an apple. It's really good. With balance. There you go. Beth is in the house. By the way, it's funny. Everyone talks about Bobka. Growing up in South Africa, I was always put off by Bobka. It was like this very dry dough, had a little bit of cinnamon, had raisins. Did you have that in Australia also? And then I, people I smear remember. people smear margarine on it, and that's that's Bobka. I I, I remember Kugelof. We had something yeah. called Kugelof. That traditional Bobka? That is traditional Bobka. That's what really? he writes about. I think, I think today's Bobka is more closer to Kokosh. Right, right. It's going to be in there. Um, yeah, so it's really, really cool. And then also Paula Scheuer, um, oh, shares Paula, her another smart girl. Baking. So uh, it's basically like we embrace what baking, sorry, harv, non harv baking. Yeah. yeah. The idea of the issue is that, like, yes, Shavuos people are cooking are cooking one or two milchik meals, but really year round and even half of Shavuos, you're doing fleshek, and every Shabbos you're doing fleshek. So this is going to be our guide on baking without butter and non-dairy baking. That's so we great. have a bunch of different experts weighing in and sharing really, really phenomenal recipes. And different options than the just margarine that everyone exactly. knows about. Yeah. It's cool. So it's going to be very exciting. I love butter. Butter is oh, butter. better. Butter is amazing. I love the just, taste of butter, butter yeah. cookies, butter pies. Just toasted bread with butter, salt, and pepper. And That's Well, so toasted bread, butter, and Vegemite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were supposed to do today. <laughs> but so we had a bit of a change in direction. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to get you guys to eat some Vegemite. Um, if anybody wants to try some, just let me know. If one of the studios is going, no, don't try it, don't try it, don't try it. Okay. Um, all right. So we've covered the the Shavuos uh, issue. Let's. I know we keep going back to Pesach. Let's talk about how it was a blowout. That you sold everything. Oh. Yeah, we weren't. We weren't. Um, it was amazing. It was like, really, really um, cool. It was really exciting. I mean, Pesach is a time that like people are looking for yeah extra like food content and anything food related. I mean, what's the name? Matis from um, Quasi actually wrote about that. It's a time when people are spending more. It's like people will budget extra 
They'll buy the fancier roasts. They'll buy products that yeah, they don't usually buy, where people might be more conscious, you know, a whole year of whether it's a price or when it comes to Pesach, they actually do spend more. People right. that as a trend. And it's also, I mean, listen, the magazine was amazing. And there was great content. Um, and the word got out, thanks to Instagram and social media. That helps a lot, too. You were saying that it's so different to come out with something like now versus like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely helped us. And it was really great. It was very, um, it feels good when you get that feedback and you see those results. Right. I mean, we also amazing. had that, that whole mother-daughter combo guest editor. Right. right. So, Danielle, so Danielle really did a beautiful yeah, job. She did a great job. She's great. She promoted it well. Her, I mean, yeah. It actually all started, but it all started like three months before by our dinner in Israel. Right. Yeah, that's when it started. That's that's how the whole thing started. Why? How? Because we had that dinner in Israel, which is featured in this issue. Yeah. Uh, Danielle was there. Adina Sussman, Katamon Kitchen, Tamar. Uh, who Tamar, else? which Tamar? Tamar Ganger. Oh, of course. And then ourselves. We, we were in Israel at the time and we had that Israel dinner, which was featured. Yeah. As a dinner that came about through WhatsApp. Thanks wow. to uh, Heshi Scoop. Heshi Scoop. <laughs> yeah, he has a WhatsApp chat. I met this guy on the chat. Actually never met him until we came to his house. And even Danielle. Danielle writes, like, she was invited to this dinner and her and Ahuva were saying that... Um, they didn't know what they, they wanted to know. Yeah, they want to know where is there any places to buy food on the way home, just in case. Well, Shlomi, we've all had gone to dinners and we've all stopped. In, not all the dinners, but, you but, know. I mean, they they were they came from 8 o'clock at night till 1 o'clock in the morning. We were nonstop eating <laughs> eating and drinking. Oh, fantastic. And the level of um, of cuisine, the level of cooking that this, that Mickey had was incredible. Uh, hello, can you bring him here? He actually, I mean, he comes here for business. I met up with him a few weeks ago. We went out to Marani and he loved it. Oh, Marani is great. I have got to have her back on the show. We have not been there in such a long time. Baruch Hashem, we've all been so busy, but she's amazing. What was really fascinating is that he, he's specialized. Actually, the way I knew him from the chat was from his fish. He's very into fish. And he prepared like six or seven raw fish dishes that people were going crazy over. Oh, my God. So we featured a few of them in the Pesach issue. A lot of people really enjoyed it and made it. I would have flown in for that. And then once he was done with all the fish, he then said, okay, he pulls out his meat. His meat was actually resting. And he pulls out this board and he showed us what he's going to cook. We're like, one second. Nothing was cooked. He started a pot of rice. He started some potatoes. Everything was done on the spot. Where did he get his training? That's crazy. His training comes from his passion. There's no real training. He's a diamond dealer. And he does this to just unwind and he's passionate about it. Yeah. It was just, it was one of those really cool food experiences. And I'm telling you, we had never met him until we walked into the door that night. We didn't know. I knew knew we could expect a good time and good food, but I didn't know really. Where was it? Where was it? Ramatgan, right near Bnei Brak. Yeah. His house was also insane. His house was crazy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If like you there see was from an the pictures, in his house, like that type of house. <laughs> he has his whole wine. Yeah, he has like a whole wine. You can the, the wine. Sh- the wine. Did, um, did we show it? I think you do see it in the intro here. No, we definitely posted about it. You had a photographer come down. Oh my god! So if people want to have one of these fancy dinners here, how does one experience that right here in the United States? You know, people are looking for a food experience, and that's maybe, maybe why I brought time, it maybe up. Maybe it's time for us to do something and, and uh, offer people. Not just a sneak peek to actually take part in such a thing. Right. In one of the dinners that you host. Yeah. Or, oh, okay, fans of the Nachum Siegel Network. Maybe we do something. Let's do something together. <laughs> but but I, I would like... I think also what made this... I'm going back to the magazine. But I think what made this so unique is that, like, this could sit... This, from all the magazines, I think, can sit on not your putting shelf down any other just magazines. Like, um, just like a cookbook. It's literally like... There's chapters, there's information, like even with the fish, because he did so much fish, we had Chef Laura Frankel do a whole article on how to, all about fish, how to buy fish, and a whole fish guide. So I think like that was really cool about it also. It's like a mini encyclopedia. Yeah, it was I think, was this your biggest issue yet? Yeah, it was. Largest. Yeah, Yeah, so far. Yeah, this has been five. Five issues? No, I mean, yeah, but like the the amount of pages and recipes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was insane. You know, when I walked into... Uh, uh, Shifra and Shomi were very kind to uh, donate a box of the magazines to my my Pesach program that I was working at and um, to give to the guests that came a lot. Um, so I put them out and people were going crazy over it. They were like... They're very lucky because... Um, I think I took your last box. short. <laughs> like people really went crazy over this issue and I tell everyone, let's do a giveaway 
to for both the book and the magazine. But if you can't, if you can't, um, if you don't win, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, let's. Uh, do we have a code? Your code is still active. My code is still active. Have, has anyone was, bought? For sure. Come on, you you have the. Nomi, don't don't doubt yourself. I always do. Yeah. It's uh, I believe it was Nomi Nam- Nachman. Nomi Nachman, all case one word, um, and you can win. Um, no, sorry, for that you can buy a discounted subscription at flashix.com. At flashix.com, and let's do the giveaway now. Okay, drum roll. Anybody who emails in to Naomi at nachamsegel.com, um, you win both books. Um, Secrets of a Kosher Girl and a subscription, a year subscription to Fleshix Magazine. Um, so just email me and we'll raffle it off and we'll, we'll reveal it in a um, in a couple of weeks uh, who the winners are. Um, it'll be a really nice, um, really nice prize there, guys. Uh, okay, so as our hour is running out of time, we've got a couple minutes left to uh, wrap up. Okay, so... What can we expect in the next couple of issues looking forward down the line? What what's what have we got? We've got Shavuos. No uh, brainer. Shavuos is our baking issue we have. We planned out our calendar pretty much. Summer is barbecue. Summer is barbecue. To be expected. To be expected. And you have featured yet uh, featured National Barbecue. Isn't that the Yeah, we're we're probably gonna go with some new flavors. And then um, we're doing an Israel. August for August is August. Israel. Are we going to Israel? Yeah. We, we went. went to Israel. Oh, so you have that all. Yeah, maybe we'll go. I mean, I would I mean love yeah. I'm going to be there if in we, July. We, oh, really? So if you need me to test anything for you, <laughs> okay. Okay. Let you, know. you just let me know. Israel's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. And then September's already Yom Tov. No, September's oh, not Yom Tov. October's Yom Tov. Right. Right. It's late this year. The calendar, it's very late this year. Yeah, very yeah. late. So Last year, it was the September's day September's like... Um, what are you I doing? Family, you said something. I don't know. Something with kids. Well, we've also got it's you've really also got the stuff, nine yeah. days in the middle of everything, so we're looking for non flashing food. But right, so we're not addressing those days. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the magazine. The nine magazine. days does not exist. They're going to sit and cry for the bed hummock dash. Listen, for there's the nine so days. there's so much. This is what we I think. Feel, I think this so year flashing is going to sponsor that's... all the siyumim for the nine days. Yeah. Yeah, All right, so we've got Rosh Hashanah, uh, then... And then we're doing... The, you've got it, that... And then... Fall and then is doing, great. We're doing a travel issue. It's going to be epic. Kosher yeah. Fest. Who has been to more countries than me in the last... <laughs> you've really been getting around. One thing you said, Israel, aren't you going to... Uh, Japan, Asia? yes. Japan? But I'm going to Israel with my children. Oh, nice. Well, some, some are going to Israel, and I'm going to go with them. Very cool. Yeah. So um, you're going to Japan? I'm going to Japan and South Korea. Wow. I know. I'm really excited. Is this with... Um, with Miriam Schreiber from Legacy Kosher Tours. Nice. If you guys are interested, you can contact Miriam. I spoke a little bit about last That's week. Cool. Yeah, I'm very excited because Japanese cooking is like... Yeah. I think it's going to be in two years my like 19th country. That's oh. a cuisine that's still not... Despite the fact that there's sushi in every pizza store... Japanese food is still not a hundred percent like integrated in the kosher market. No, you can't wait, get a real Japanese. Wait, food they have, they have. Wait, they've got ramen noodles. Who? Every kosher supermarket. Okay, that's Japanese, right? Okay, and sushi, but they don't have anything else. They don't have so the real, so the real sushi the real... experience. Number one. No, we have Where the the kosher like... Chinese food. Also, is not the same thing that they get in right. China. Right, and pho. V- Vietnamese. I have Vietnamese in my book, and I did a Vietnam. I did a far in my cooking demo. I saw on Pesach. It was with egg with egg luxon noodles. They went crazy over it cool. for the hot beef over them, mm-hmm. the hot broth over the meat. Um, and Hanukkah issue is that all about the oil? Back to the oil. Did See, we get look, to Hanukkah, we're, we're not, not, we're to not up to there yet. Okay, but that's your year anniversary. When will be the anniversary of no, Fleischig? November. 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 The, the issue before, the first issue. Thanks, our first issue Thanksgiving, guys. Fest. That's where I... And then we're ending off the year with our travel issue. That, uh, we have... you got to squeeze in Thanksgiving in there. The turkey. I don't know. We will or we won't. <laughs> oh, wait. There's always next year. Hello. There really is. There's endless. Right. Like, people always... When we started, they were like, are you going to run out of stuff? We're never, never going to run out of stuff. We Just like we never run out of talk here. I literally have probably about four articles that are already designed mm-hmm. and written that we, couldn't make it into the issue. We do. I'm like That's overpacked so cool. with content. Yeah. So thank God. We, we want to see, people want to see great content. They yeah. want to see great recipes, great
great pictures and just great content. Yeah. You know, you want to have a book that has some part in the pun flesh. Exactly. Right? And that's what we're trying some to do. Some real meat in the book. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, this has been a very fast hour right here on Table for Two. All right, so we have a couple of amazing guests coming up next week. We are just wrapping up um, the hour, so I'm not going to um, announce them yet. I'm gonna, you're going to have to follow us on Instagram to see who they are. Um, so if you want to win Flashix Magazine or Secrets of a Kosher Girl, email me, Naomi, at nachamsegal.com, and we'll let you know who the winner is. We have music sponsored by our friends at Kedem, right up until Lich Benching. I want to wish you all Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> <laughs>